Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I just told myself, wow, there's the young 20s, like millennials will not see the value in what I do. So like, I just like shut that out too. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of friction in that demographic. I should really just put my focus onto like the women 35 to like 55. But TikTok just like, blew my mind because it just kicked everything out the door like all those thoughts that I had this is the portrait system podcast a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography business money and so much more we totally keep it real we share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's episode is with David Sue, and he is funny and creative, and he became a TikTok superstar very quickly, and this has launched his business to a whole new level. Since David began creating these videos to share on TikTok, he's been booking his target clients nonstop at a high sales average, and he is just overall killing it with his business. I wish I could hang out with David because he has the kind of energy that's just so awesome to be around. He was actually in the audience for Sue's men's workshop a couple years back, and it is so incredible to see how far he's come. Okay, let's get started with David Sue. Hi, David. How are you? Nikki, I'm so pumped. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good. I've really, really been looking forward to this. Oh my gosh, you are just so fun. Uh, I'm nervous too. I'm nervous too. (laughs) No, uh, you're not nervous. Talk a little old me. You've got this like huge... TikTok. Oh, I'm doing a cute little shrug. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. So, uh, David, I first learned about you from you were a a guest at Sue had a men's intensive photography workshop, Mm -hmm. and you were one of the attendees, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was a couple years ago. Ooh, yeah, that was two, three years ago. I I forget if it was the men's group that I attended first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. And then I also was very lucky to be invited to the personal branding one. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. I was the That's only right. guy for that one. Yep, yep. Well, Sue adores you. And so, of course, that's why you're at two of her workshops. But uh, yeah, she was like, oh my gosh, you have to interview David Sa. He is like, you know, and she she adored you before, like TikTok or whatever. But she was like, he's just doing the coolest stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. Okay, but before we get into how you like grew your following so much and how it affects your business, and can you tell me a little bit about how you got into photography in the first place? Yeah, so for me, I've always been the one to chase after my passion. Mm. I feel like sometimes people get scared by the word passion. Like it's like this really like overwhelming like feeling. It was just like I was a middle schooler and I just like, like to do what I wanted to do, like activities. Right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like soccer, basketball, but then like that soon turned into like dance. Mm-hmm. And then dance turned into like wanting to video my dance because everything I learned was from YouTube. Ah, right. Yeah. And like YouTube back then was a little bit different. It was just like less people were trying to do it for views and they were just like doing it just because like, whoa, this is like a new space in the internet. Yeah, like more for fun. Yeah, and then like people that were dropping like you know dance tutorials or makeup tutorials, it was just like really just raw. And mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. learned everything off of that and then I wanted to video for YouTube, just like me just doing dances. And then, you know, I begged my dad for a new upgraded camera for the family, uh, which pretty much became mine. Yeah, I was like, for the family. (laughs) (laughs) You know, gave him a little PowerPoint presentation and it worked out, it worked out. Props to Papa Sa. But yeah, and then because of the new camera, and I just like went around everywhere with the camera and I became that kid in high school, just like the kid with the camera. 
Mm-hmm. And I just photographed everything because, um, yeah, I just had a camera. So, like, I did video and photos and, you know, photographed friends, pep rallies, uh, like, yearbook photos, just like the sports team photos and stuff like that. But yeah, really, like, okay. casual stuff, really casual stuff. And that's sort of like how I got into photography. Okay. So, you've always really had just a drive to be a photographer. I don't know about like to be a photographer. I grew up in in Korea and Hong Kong and I have like very stereotypically Korean parents who very much like wanted me to have a very like, you know, quote unquote successful career and like uh, in in, like being a doctor or a lawyer, Mm -hmm. right? They just want, Mm -hmm. they worked hard so that I could, you know, have a very safe job and reliable job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, like I always treated anything that I did on the side like a passion, like the dance and the photography. I was like, oh yeah, like I don't, you know, I enjoy it. I never thought it would really become a thing. I, I, I teased yeah, the idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that might be a thing. That might be because I've been recently getting a lot of questions. One of the big questions I got recently that I answered on social media was um, this one girl was asking me, hey, I'm going to college and I want to model. David, do you think I have the looks for modeling? Because I want to make a little income during college. And I was like, hey, I think you're beautiful, but you know, it's not about what I think. Because I, I, I also think you, know, you should treat hobby as a hobby, right? If you want to make an income, then I think it's so much better to you know, get a job, even though it means maybe it's working at a fast food restaurant, but mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. start mixing in hobby with the expectations of making an income, like it's just so different because for me, it was everything, everything was motivated by my heart, right? And my interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it's totally void of even thinking about the possibilities of my hobby turning into a career. Because again, I was just like, oh yeah, I'll probably end up, you know, going into like, somehow becoming a doctor, which I can't see myself doing. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like because of that, I just kept learning and learning and learning and learning. And then soon enough, when the time came, I was like, oh, like this could work. Okay, so instead of maybe putting the pressure on yourself that I have to make a living with this and you just, it sounds like you approached it more as just fun and enjoyment and passion and and without the pressure of it being a career. Like you made money a different way to pay the bills so that it didn't feel like that was the end all be all or something like, like almost like it could ruin it if that's what you were going towards. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Cause like, you know, the, the whole hustle culture in 2021 and just like leading up to it too, everything's very like romanticize like you know Mm -hmm. turn your hobby into your career and make money and you know I I think that really gets to some people and they're like oh my gosh yeah let me like get into this to make money yeah at least that's the type of questions I've been getting from like the younger generation my generation younger 20s mid 20s and yeah that's something I've been a little bit passionate about as well yeah, yeah. Well, and I think there is kind of a, there's a little bit of a shift I'm seeing where, you know, I, I didn't grow up in, in a Korean family, obviously, mm. but I had, my, my dad had, I think, the same idea that your parents did where it was like, it wasn't if you're going to college, it was where, and mm-hmm. you were going to have that safe career. Like, right. that was it. Like, that was driven into my head since I was little. Like you said, doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. teacher, just something. And I feel like lately, and I don't know if it's just a different generation or if just kids are seeing so many influencers, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. becoming successful that I don't know. It just seems like there's a little bit of shift where I don't think kids are really seeing college as the end all be all anymore. Mm, Maybe their older siblings went to college and got a degree and they still don't have a job and they're still (laughs) a nanny or working at waiting tables. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like there's starting to become this shift around societal expectations for getting this higher education. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely see that too. Yeah. Okay. So then I I guess hearing you talk about like, oh, you know, you don't have to make it your career or don't focus on making it career. Is photography your career? Like, do you, is that how you make a living? Yes, absolutely. It is. Well, my career is kind of like, I'm very blessed because right now I'm in a place where I can really mold my career as to like, however I want in multiple Mm -hmm, directions. mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm navigating this weird 
place of being a photographer and a content creator. Right. I'm like, whoa, like, so you didn't teach me this part. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't need the photography, running a business part. Uh, but yes, yes. Right. Okay. But I feel like you're in such a cool position. Mm. And like you said, I don't know how many handbooks there are out there, like how to navigate like being a TikTok star with your business and all of that. So it's like, oh my God. But I feel like you're in such a cool position to be. Mm. I, you know? And okay, wait, real quick though, for our listeners who don't know. So so David is a photographer, a, a portrait photographer. And on his TikTok, okay, I, I am only on TikTok. I, I saw like my cousin now has like a million followers for fitness. And I was wow. like, oh my, holy shit, Emily, like you got to a million wow. followers. Anyway, so... I'm, I, and then my my best friend's daughter is on TikTok. And so like I've watched a couple videos of them here and there. But I haven't <laughs> spent much time on it. But I was like, all right, I got to prepare because I'm interviewing David. So I really want to make sure I, I mm. see what he's doing. So you've got almost 2 million, like 1.9 million followers. Yes. And all of your videos or the majority of your videos have to do with posing and getting good photos and being a photographer. And it is, you're so funny. You're so clever <laughs> and funny. And I found myself just so sucked in and just watching video after video after video. Mm. And you had me laughing and you had me thinking. And it's just, it's really, really cool. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like the, the content I put out, it, it started with posing and it's become like a whole different thing now. Not different, but um, I'm not, shy to like deviate away from posing because I also was like hey I'm like I can't just keep doing posing stuff all the time like that's not mm -hmm. me and maybe we'll we'll talk about like content and creating content later on um, but for me it's just like being very much like me 100% being so authentically me and like some of that is sharing my self-confidence growth and like my self-love growth. And yeah. I got all done up for you today because I thought we might be doing video, but <laughs> I um, <laughs> I dyed my hair for the first time yesterday. I don't know if you saw the, the latest video. It's blonde. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. It looks very cool. Thank you. And yeah, that's that's one of the things I've been like preaching and saying like, you know, a lot of people ask me about confidence and I say, hey, like, you just gotta explore a lot. You gotta try putting yourself into like a new position. And that's what I've been starting to do. I got manicure and pedicure for the first time just for the heck of it. My nice. dyed my hair for the first time yesterday. Yeah. So I do like my content really like ranges from more of the educational posing and I think really just like confidence for being in front of the camera and also behind the camera and just like in real life. Yeah. Has it helped your confidence just making these videos and seeing yourself on camera and seeing the responses and that sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The really cool thing I love about TikTok is the energy you put out. Like just in, in like life general in general too, right? Like mm -hmm. the energy mm -hmm. you put out is like what you get back and yeah. you definitely attract the same people and Everyone who, whether it's my friend kind of hopping into a TikTok live for a little bit and just interacting for a second, like they're like, oh my gosh, like people are so wholesome here. And I found like my two best friends and my assistant right now from TikTok. And they've also been a huge part of my like growth and confidence too, because we all share the same energy of supporting each other emotionally and just mm -hmm. like, you know, hyping each other up and just also being real. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. It really, it, Sue talks about a lot being the face of your brand and how that can really help your mm -hmm. confidence. And I actually just interviewed her recently about that. And it, and it almost seems similar, mm. although it can be tricky to put yourself out there. You know, it can be, and that's something that we talk, it, like it can be scary because right. you're putting yourself out there for people to either say really nice things or mm -hmm. say not nice things. It's like, yeah. and I noticed, I noticed in some of your videos that you were responding to comments that you got, like <laughs> someone called you out and said, you only approach Asian people. And you were like, uh, well, <laughs> here's like 20 videos of me approaching non-Asian people. <laughs> like, right. so I'm curious how you you know, how do you handle, because when you've got 2 million followers, you're bound to get some sort of troll or someone just being an asshole. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you manage that? That was so tough in the beginning. Like, that was so, so, so tough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, like that, about two weeks ago, maybe, yeah, two weeks ago or so, uh, around the International Women's Day, 
I was releasing a couple of videos. I think the main project I did was photographing strangers on the streets. That's been like a reoccurring segment on my TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's just like me walking around and like asking people if I can take a photo of them. And for this one, I photographed women and asked them, I interviewed them a little bit about like, you know, what's been a proud moment for you this year and what's something that you achieved that you're really like happy about. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then I, I like I got some like comments back where some people were like, "Oh, you shouldn't be celebrating Women's Day," and someone else was saying, "Oh, did you pay the model?" And like, so that week I was a little bit feeling impatient. And yeah. when I do any replies to like comments like that, I like to be in a place where, like, really like full in my cup. But that yeah, week, yeah. I was feeling a little bit like under full. And I was like, ah, even if I actually look at those responses, I'm like, hmm, I think I could have done better. Uh, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I just don't want to be coming from a place of like being so defensive of myself or feeling insecure mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. And if I if I do, then I want to like take a, a step back and like address it myself. Yeah, because um, I don't want to respond to something just out of emotion and feeling defensive and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. That week was definitely a learning sort of week for me again, just kind of recalibrating and being like, okay, like what do I need to do to just get to a place of being full again and just, you know, not feeling any negative emotions. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have to separate yourself from it somehow. I mean, of course, experience it and feel it. Right. Not like not have emotion around it, but right. it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's one of the like, there's so many positives about having such a great audience, you know, or, you know, a big oh, number yeah. of people, but then the, oh, that yeah. can be for sure a drawback. But I remember, I remember Sue, she'd gotten some negative comment and mm. I remember saying to her, but you've got such a huge following. Like I follow Jessica Elba on mm. Instagram mm. and I remember seeing some comments that someone made on her photo that was like something about how she's like the ugliest person and I'm like, so I screenshot it and I sent it to Sue. I'm like, dude, look at some, what this person just said to Jessica Elba that she's <laughs> ugly. Like, come on. You know, it's almost like when you when you have people trolling you or saying things or whatever. I don't know. It's just like somehow we got to like separate it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be people who just want to nitpick. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, one thing I noticed in in your content is it's almost like, and I'm curious if this is something that's intentional, is every so often there'd be a video that is speaking directly to your clients. Like, what is it like to do a photo shoot with David? And then it'll show like you with like a flower crown on and you show like, <laughs> you talk about how women will say they're not photogenic, but then, you know, and anyways, it's these really, really clever videos. Yeah. And I'm so curious if that helps you to book more clients, like if you've got more business because of it. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's not even just those specific videos, right? It's just the videos in general. And oh my goodness, Nikki, like we can dive into this because it's it's changed, like lopsided everything for me. Like, yeah. you know, like the whole life cycle of a client from like start, like how they find out about you to whether they want to click the button to book a call or message you and then to mm-hmm. doing it and to actually getting in touch with you and then spending the session fee and all that stuff, right? There's so many steps to it. Yep. It's almost like, yeah, just, everything just got so much smoother. Really? Okay. I've transitioned my assistant to take all the calls and do the bookings. Nice. To not have to deal with that in oh, itself yes. is amazing. And she does an incredible job, but... The really cool thing is my assistant herself, she's also become sort of a star, like a like a co-star on this like sort of TikTok show. I and noticed people, that. Yeah. yeah, and people love her. She's so relatable. And um, you know, when they jump on the phone with her, they already know who she is too. So it's yes, not like that's you know so smart. Yeah. And like people love that and they they open up to her and it's it makes it easier for her too. Right. Because for me, mm-hmm. like if it was like Clients finding me out through like Google before, it'd be like everything would be about around the price, right? And like, hey, like, what do you offer? And then the price. And then mm-hmm. obviously, I have to like maneuver the conversation and, and sort of make it be about the experience and what I offer and how it could be awesome for them. But now, like, everyone knows the type of experience I want to give mm-hmm. them. So they just go straight into 
hey, yeah, I want to do this because of this. And um, I've been feeling this way because of like the last year. And I really want to see this beautiful person. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> tell me more. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it almost seems like to me you have, or actually it does seem like to me that you have mastered the ability to kind of embed value into these videos that you make. Like mm. right away, I'm thinking when people reach out to him to photograph exactly what you just said, they're not like, well, how much do you charge? They're mm. basically like, do you have any openings in the next two years? Right. You know, like, can I squeeze <laughs> in somehow? Because right. the way that you just show value around what you do, mm. it is just embedded in there. I, I don't even know how to explain it unless <laughs> like people who are listening, like just go watch his TikTok, <laughs> just spend 20 minutes and watch these videos. And there is something there that just makes mm. people, I could just, I can just feel it. Where, because, and I went to your website because it said book, a, I went onto your links, like through your TikTok, through your profile. <laughs> yeah. I clicked on links and there are all these different options I could click on. And I clicked on book a shoot with David. And then mm-hmm. it, it the, you gave pricing right off the gate. Yeah. No, right off the gate. That's not how that works. Right off the bat. <laughs> What's that expression? Right off the bat. Yeah. You gave your pricing and you said it is $450 for a session fee and your packages start at $1,800. Like there's no hiding it. There's no sugarcoating it. This is what I charge. Okay. So do you have a lot of clients booking? What's your sales average? I guess let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. So we are currently booked out till October. So we're booking. Nice. Wait, you're in California. Yes. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure people know that you're in California. What city are you in? Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay. So you're booked out through October. Yeah, I'm booked out. And what does that what does booked out mean to you? How many shoots per week and or per month? How do you how do you do that? Yeah, so at first I was telling my assistant Lucero, I was like, okay, if we book six a month, I'll be okay. And I was like, eight might be a good goal. But mm-hmm. many of our months leading up to October is like far past eight as well, whether it's like eleven or twelve. And that gives me enough room to to like work on other projects and and content right so this that's mm-hmm. where i was talking about um i'm navigating this like big ocean by myself and like okay content creating is opening up doors like before it was like ah, man do i really i love doing it but then before i couldn't see the like fruits of it as much in terms of mm-hmm. You know, if I were to just become a full-time content creator, can I survive kind of thing, right? Right. But now um, it's really just like trying to balance it. And that gives me enough time to work on my content creator side and work on other projects. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I mean when I say like booked out. It gives me enough space to do like other projects and build my brand too. Yeah, that's so smart. I love that. And okay, so... So you're doing around eight shoots per month, but some months more. And then you said your packages start at eighteen hundred dollars. What do you include in that? And then what are the other packages? So eighteen hundred really really modeled off of Sue, right? And that's something we Sue and I talked about on a Facebook post. I think that's when Sue first commented, Oh my gosh, David, we need to have you on our podcast. And I was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm like I was like Mind blown, but <laughs> and they were here. Um, but yeah, like I was telling people in the comments because they were asking me some questions in that forum as well. I was saying, hey, like you know, she's she's given us this foundation, and then we want to build on top of it. We want to mm-hmm. imbue it with our uh, just our identity, our our own values, and our personality, and like what means a lot to us, and what kind of experience totally. we want our clients to have. But yes, going back to it, you know, uh, the 1800 comes with six images. But when we're talking about my clients purchasing that, then they've also, you know, obviously booked a shoot. So that comes with the style console, the hair and makeup, and, and a two hour shoot with me. Awesome. Very cool. And then what's your average? Do you know? I've been meaning to jump on a call with my accountant right before to find out, but it's really like, at the middle package and um, okay. at the middle package and more people are willing to purchase like wall arts too. That's something I've been talking about a lot. Cause you know, we, I also get the question that everyone else gets as photographers, like why do I need a big portrait of me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see, that's another thing I talk about through content. 
right? I talk about you know why you need it, and I also、uh, recently purchased three like a triptych for myself,、mm-hmm. and、mm-hmm. just like going through the experience for like myself too, so I know what my clients go through. I've been、yeah. doing a lot of that. And showcasing that, and that's helped me learn a lot about myself, but also the experience, and helps me connect with my clients more. And you know, I document all of that, and post it on on social media. But yeah, so going back to the average question, it's around that middle package of the three thousand. Three thousand, yeah, that's so awesome. Now, David, who is your client? Who do you mostly photograph? Because I think there is this idea out there that it's just teenagers on. TikTok and their moms watching because they want to make sure that their teenagers aren't doing anything bad, but then they get sucked in. <laughs> That's、yeah. what I heard. <laughs> so, who's who is your client? So before the TikTok sort of publicity, it was、um, women like thirty five to like fifty five. Okay, and that was really me trying to pinpoint and really connect with more specific demographic versus. Casting this broad, like wide net, right? Figuring、mm-hmm. out, okay, who am I really servicing, and why do they need my service? What are they going through? What kind of problems do they have in life that I can help alleviate? And then that, that was also because, you know, for me, I'm 26, and one thing I struggled with a little bit in the in the supervised group was that I didn't see too many other like young millennials. I was like,、mm-hmm. oh, how are other young millennials connecting with like people that are fifteen, twenty years older than them? And、right. especially when it's like a totally different chapter in their lives. Like I was just finishing up、uh, college, and you know, like a lot of these clients, they have a family. They they were just giving birth, or they've been in the career for many, many years, and it was hard for me to connect. And For me, in my heart, I wanted to connect with who I can very naturally connect with, which was people my age. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just told myself, "Wow, there's the young twenties, like millennials, will not see the value in what I do. Like maybe I'll stay connected with them so that when they like get married or something like that, then we can reconnect. And when they've been in their career for a little bit." And when they have a little bit more money to spend as well, so like I just like shut that out too. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of friction in that demographic. I should really just put my focus onto like the women 35 to like 55. But TikTok just like blew my mind because it just kicked everything out the door. Like all those thoughts that I had, thoughts as as in that that maybe. Twenty-something millennials could be your client. Yeah, because I'm getting like people twenty-one who are like in college coming to me. Like it's not even for graduation. They're like, David, I want to photo. I want to be photographed by you. And I'm like, what, really? And they're, they're coming from LA. They're driving six hours, and like people are flying to me. So you know, like to address the first thing of okay on TikTok, it's people thinking it's just young teenage girls. You can find anyone on there. You can you can really find anyone on there. And as I talked about, like the type of energy you put out is the energy you're going to get back.、Mm-hmm. And、mm-hmm. to ex- expand on that, I think what people enjoy from me is again that same energy. If they're attracted to that energy, they also have that energy. It doesn't really matter how old you are, and they just want to be around you. And you know, again, so there's no. Restrictions in the age, and sometimes it's parents who see me and they're like, "Oh my gosh, my senior daughter、right. in high school wants to be photographed by you." And yeah, yeah, TikTok really is is really cool for that. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it. And again, just looking through your videos, your personality comes through so strong, and you just seem like the type of person that would be so comfortable to do a photo、mm-hmm. shoot with. Because you kind of poke fun at yourself, you know, which puts people at ease. Like I think there was this one video that made me laugh so hard. Someone said something about how they wanted to figure out how to have their body needed more curves or something, and you were like, "Now look at me. I'm like a stick of gum, and if I can make myself look, you know, have good curves, by the way, I pose." And I was, you know, the way that you do it, I feel like it would put people so at ease, and you really do hone in on the fact that. When like you show people the back of the camera and they're like, oh, 
Like, that's me. And that's the experience everyone wants when they're photographed. They want to look at those photos and be like, oh my gosh, that's me. And you do such a good job of showing that. Mm, Thank you. I I love it. A big part of that, like even before TikTok in approaching content, I realized I can't just post photos of my clients. And that was me sort of like, because I went, when I went to the men's workshop, right, the big question for us there was, okay, how do we work with women? How do we as men mm-hmm. make a space that is comfortable for women and, and creating trust and, and, and also for them to feel confident? And I, I still couldn't really figure that out because I was like, I can't just speak like Sue. And that's where I was like, okay, I need to start thinking more about the whole process. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, I was, at that time, I was doing what most photographers do on Instagram, which is just posting their work. And you know, maybe it works for some people, but for me, I realized I cannot. I cannot just have a client just show up and see me for the first time at the shoot and realize you know they're just gonna be in a room with a with a dude that right. they never even right. saw. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just me, like, you know, really socially understanding and saying, hey, I need to, you know, I understand that it can be very uncomfortable. So I just want to be so 100% transparent and authentically me. So they don't really have to second guess as, you know, throughout the whole process. Totally. Totally. And I would imagine that there are lots of photographers in Sacramento, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So it seems like you know, just like every big city and, and small towns too. I mean, there's a, mm. there are photographers everywhere. It's such a saturated right. city. And what we hear from people is, but there's so many photographers in my area and they're all charging less than me. How am I going to get clients to pay my prices? And it's like, we always say, be the photographer that people want to book. And you mm. have found a way to be that photographer through putting yourself out there, being the face of your brand, showing your personality, making people comfortable, you know, and having beautiful photos. It's like, Mm. truly, that's what you did. You became the photographer that people want to book. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I think it's more so like, I think I knew when it came to servicing my clients before all of this, I knew the joys that my clients felt. So I think it's actually a little bit more about showing who I am as a photographer. Because like you said, a lot of it, it can be very scary to put yourself out there as a photographer, as a professional, and mm-hmm. then really put your face on your brand. Mm-hmm. So like in that talk of, oh, David, like, what do I do? Like everyone's charging less. There's so many photographers. I mean, first of all, like comparison is the thief of joy, right? And totally. Like, that can totally. be such a toxic place to be. Oh, that's another big topic. <laughs> that's another really passionate topic for me. So like identity is really huge, like huge for me, right? And maybe about three years ago, when I was really just like soaking everything up as a, as a photographer, I put a lot of value in my label as a photographer and really kind of like wore that as my identity, right? Mm-hmm. I realized when that was like a huge part and percentage of my identity and my life when it was challenged by someone else, I would feel like I would need to compare. Yeah, I would feel yeah. like, oh my gosh, like why is this? Especially as like some a college kid graduating and looking at the current like photography market and these like mom and pop photography studios that's been around for 20, 30 years. I'm like, ah, oh, what are they doing? Like, why are they able to like stay in business and like have these really old techniques and stuff like that? And it was such a toxic mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And it's because mm-hmm. I placed so much value on my photography skills and as a photographer, and like I would feel challenged. But yeah. I soon enough, hope, thankfully, I realized how toxic that was and realized, wow, like I need to find my value in me and just like really myself as David. And that's like, that's, it all connects for me. That's why I don't just post like my photography stuff on my social media. That's why I can be just so open. That's why I can talk about not just photography, but sort of issues around it too, whether it's self-confidence or whether it's even like toxic masculinity. And, you know, like it's just finding value in me as a person. And Mm -hmm. again, just being very authentically me. And that, I think that's really what people are really, uh, attracted to. Agreed. 
100% agreed. And we talk, I know I talk about this a lot and I'm kind of like a broken record, but so mm. much of it comes down to self-value. It really, truly does. Mm-hmm. And you're another example of it. Mm. Okay. So, you know, for people who are afraid to put themselves out there or, or, or maybe David, for people who are thinking like, mm. I wonder if TikTok is a good route for me to, to help kind of market and grow my business. You know, what tips or I guess what advice would you have for people if they mm. wanted to do something like this? So you know how you talked about how you saw, like when you saw my videos, you saw the value that I was providing to my clients. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is when I make the videos, I don't think about things like that. Right? Mm-hmm. I think when we put on the marketing and like this branding hat, because that's what like sometimes people comment, oh my gosh, David, this is such great marketing. I'm like, thank you. Yes, I like, you know, people get to know about my business more, but I never think of it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also because that's how I started. I just started TikTok because I had a little bit more time with the pandemic starting. And I just wanted to share the joys of what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's the only like, that's really like the big North Star in this for me. And just like, I love what I do. I love what my clients go through. And like, we all are a photographer for certain. You know, I don't think I don't think people become a photographer to make lots of money. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, people don't go into it like. Yeah, yeah like it's be a not like becoming a doctor. Right. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so, like, share that joy, right? So, yeah, like someone else was asking on the Facebook Facebook page, saying, "Hey, David, like, was it good marketing for you?" Yes, it is, but. Kind of like how I talked about the hobby question that I brought up early in the podcast. Do it if you have time. Don't do it with the expectation of making a whole bunch of videos and getting a whole bunch of overnight views and Mm -hmm, then therefore mm -hmm. getting a bunch of clients, right? You know, because when we talk about like, maybe like, let's say like Facebook ads, right? Then you can really like go into the statistics and all this stuff and say like all those jargons, right? And say, oh, yep, like, I spent yep. this much and this client is this much to me. But you, you just, it's hard to do that with content and mm-hmm. you can't like expect that. And once you, but once you expect it, then you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to say, oh, it right. doesn't work for me. And then you tell other people don't do it because it didn't work for you. So mm-hmm. like do it because you enjoy it and you know if you don't enjoy it then there's other ways to like better places to invest your time because like for me yeah yeah. tiktok is such a joyful place it's i've never enjoyed creating content like this anywhere else before Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and exactly what you had said before it all goes back to authenticity it Mm. truly truly does it is about just being genuine about what you're putting out there and i think sometimes people have a different kind of intention when they're posting or, you know, making ads or whatever. It's like Mm -hmm. people can almost feel that it's not genuine or that it's not authentic. Like I know that making TikTok videos is not for me. I would much rather watch them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that it's just, it is not the way that I would thrive in my marketing Mm -hmm. at all. Put me yeah. on a podcast where I'm not on video, like all day long I could talk to people and interview people <laughs> and like this yeah. is where I know I thrive and that's how I connect with my clients and I find a way to market right. through that. Exactly what you said is everyone needs to figure out what is it that they truly love doing and enjoy doing and find a way to use utilize that joy and authenticity to market. Right. Yeah. And that's what Sue talks about a lot too, right? Like that superpower, right? What is mm-hmm. what makes you thrive? Like is it video? Is it audio? Like is it written words? There's so many avenues to like explore. But totally. you know, as I say that too, TikTok is really awesome in the sense that you can really do whatever you want. And what I mean by that is, you know, when it comes to like having a really polished video versus like a very raw video. Maybe it's shot on your iPhone. Uh, maybe it's shot really professionally. But there's a there's a place for everyone. There's some people that do voiceovers. There's some people that just do like beautiful la- landscape videos and then they voice over that. Almost like mm-hmm. this meditative, mm-hmm. like inspirational kind of thing. So if you really want to explore TikTok, and let's say you are very aware about 
that that superpower and what makes you thrive, you you definitely can creatively explore how you can kind of embed that into your TikTok like videos and really double down on your strengths. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Do you know how much time you spend creating the videos oh like each day? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um goodness. I think it's like I think it's 50-50 in terms of me putting time, energy into content and then something to do with the business, whether it's like the editing or talking with clients, all that stuff. So maybe like four or five hours because sometimes like it might be a longer YouTube video edit. Other times I'm like the ideation phase. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like outfit changes too sometimes. So yeah, I would say like three to five hours a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a bit. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, it's, it's a work day. Oh yeah. You know, if you look at it like that, it's like, yeah, so cool. So excited (laughs) for you. Thank you. So glad. Like, I'm just so glad you found what works for you. Mm, Thank you. It's it's really cool. And you're very young to have this amount of success. Are your, do your parents see it? Do they, oh, do they see this? They're success? so proud of me. Yeah, they're so proud good. of me. Yeah, they're very good. cute about it, too. They're like, oh my gosh, David, make sure you got to make sure you take care of your skin. Like you're on video <laughs> all the time. <laughs> make sure oh, you I love it. That's funny. That's funny. My mom is very much like that. She's like, David, I noticed in your video your posture is bad. Come on, you got to like strain it up. <laughs> I'm like, mom. <laughs> oh, oh that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm like, you got me on TikTok for the longest that I've ever been on it today. So <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know what you saw, but some of them, like, oh my gosh, I loved eyes. everything. Don't ever be embarrassed. Are you kidding? Uh, I'm still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> well, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm Thank so glad you. you're booked out to October. Just, it's so Thank cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have a couple more questions that I always mm-hmm. ask people at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Something I cannot live without. Um, I think, is it is it cheesy to say like just my, myself and like just like my 100% oh, I think that's self? a perfect answer. <laughs> I think that's such a good answer because... It, Truly, like your personality is what got people in the door to begin with. So you've got to bring it. Like you can't show up and just be like a wet noodle. No, but seriously, like, can you imagine if I booked you and I was so excited about your personality and I I just came in and you were like, yeah, so just move your hip this way. (laughs) Or like, I would be like, what the hell? Like, this is not what I paid for. (laughs) This is not the David. What what kind of Walmart David is this? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So I think that's the perfect answer is you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like for me, what I've been taking a lot of pride in which yeah, I, I'd stay humble many like just most of the times but what I have been getting more comfortable and taking pride in is being able to create a space uh, I have been really thinking about that creating a space for whoever enters my space and bubble to feel comfortable and feel confident in it's fun Nikki have do you, do you watch the the Avengers stuff at all like the Marvel movies no i don't <laughs> okay okay so I, there's, there's a scene. I yeah i should but i don't <laughs> no, 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 no you definitely don't um there's a scene where spider-man and iron man is like connecting and iron man is the mentor to spider-man i, I swear this is going somewhere uh, no i believe you and yeah. my kids are obsessed with all things yeah? of these okay, characters okay, okay. they're just not old enough to see the movies yet so i'll get there okay so iron man gives this like suit this this high-tech suit to spider-man says wow there's like um this is gonna protect you and everything and spider-man loves it of course it's like new gadgets it's everything he upgraded from like a piece of cloth to like this armor tech right that's gonna help him fight crime okay and spider-man ends up failing iron man his mentor and it's this like sad scene and iron man says he he takes the suit back and spider-man says no what am I going to do without the suit? And Iron Man says, if you're nothing without the suit, then you're you, pretty much you're saying you have to be something and you can't let the suit represent you. And yes, for me, yes. 
I kind of let my like studio space be that for me because I was so comfortable in、um, shooting with that, and、mm-hmm. I realized that when I was like photographing outside or photographing strangers, it's like, okay, what if I'm out of my comfort space? What if I don't have all those sort of like high tech stuff? Right. And I've been like really thinking about thinking about that, and but I still realize like my personality, my character, and like. My values still show up. That's like that's what I need to hold on to. And it was surprising to see, even when photographing strangers who knew nothing about me, start to let their guard down and trust me and let me photograph them. And that's what I've been taking really a lot of pride in to be able to create that space wherever I go and not just have that be my studio anymore. So yes, going back to the question of、uh, what can I not shoot without is, is me and my authentic self. I love it. Perfect answer. <laughs> All right, number two. How do you spend your time when you aren't working? That's a fun question.、Um, <laughs> I try to have the nine to five because now I have a full time assistant, but I still definitely do work after hours.、Um, I, if I have blank space, I think I try to just fill it. Something, but a little hobby that I have been taking up is streaming on Twitch, Twitch TV. Oh, and.、Um, Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a gamer. I grew up gaming a lot.、Um, I have friends that game with me, and that's been a really cool way to connect with them. Especially the friends that I made over TikTok. Like we haven't been able to meet for a long time, so we would、uh, hang out virtually and and by just playing games together, on like such cooperative games together. And yeah, I was like, you know. A lot of people ask me on my TikTok and Instagram to like stream the games that I play. So I was like, "Hey, I'll just do that as a little hobby." But again, I'm doing it. I say hobby because I'm not like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, when can I start making money off of this? I'm really just enjoying the process. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I've never that tw- you said it's called Twitch. <laughs> yes. Okay. Amazon、yeah. purchased、okay. Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Awesome. I was, I was just going to say, if people wanted to watch you on that, like, how would they do that? <laughs> I, it would be very surprising to like. I'm like, do do the listeners do they play games? <laughs> I'm like kind of shy. <laughs>、um, yeah, My brother is a huge gamer. Like growing、yeah. up, and we're, we're lot, my brother and I are a lot older than you, but he was like Dungeons and Dragons, Zelda,、yeah. like, the whole nine. He loved it. Oh、Love、my、it. gosh! I love to hear.、It. But yeah, you yeah. can find me on、uh, Twitch TV slash the David Saw. Really simple. Right, cool. The David Saw. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so for the next one,、um, what is your favorite inspirational quote? Do you want to use the one you just said with the Avengers, or do you have a different one? You want to share? <laughs> That's a really great one. That's a really great one. But I do、It、have a, a different one. It's it's one by Gandhi.、Um, this is a quote that I thought a lot about recently, especially as. I've been talking about just confidence a lot, self love a lot, and you know something that comes up on my comments on TikTok a lot is David. You say like、um, everyone can be beautiful, but I'm for for sure and for real not photogenic. I am.、Um, I cannot be photographed, right? Oh yeah. I, and yeah. as I think about a lot of that, the quote is:、uh, "Your beliefs become your thoughts." Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values, and then your values become your destiny. And I love that because you know、um, words of affirmation, right? Like if you want to, if you don't like where you're at in life, you know, don't go about trying to change a huge thing in your life, like your beliefs or your habits. Uh, or your values start with something really small, like your thoughts and then your words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, I challenge my—I've been challenging myself like that too because I do have negative thoughts sometimes. Maybe it's like me creating a content saying, "Ah,、oh, this is so bad." But now I've been really catching myself and saying, "Ah,、oh, like why am I saying that?" And when I do、um, put something out into the wor- world with my words, I am very conscious about that too. Because that's going to、yeah, show through my、yeah. actions, and、mm-hmm. my actions are very important, especially now that I am a boss to my assistant, and that's going to affect the now the work culture. So, yeah, it's like the snowball thing of you know again、yeah, now、really、you、is. do the actions a lot, then it becomes a habit. Yeah, yeah, 
That's great. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's it's all it's also intertwined and so important. So yeah, very Definitely. cool. Okay, uh, last question. What would you say mm-hmm. to people who are just getting started? Just getting started. I I th- I think we we went over. It. I guess it's just like yeah, I think so too. Tripling down on it and just do it for fun. Find the fun in it and hold on to the fun and mm-hmm. let that fuel your journey as a photographer as much as possible. And when you do that. When you do that, it helps you create content. You get because you're so in tune with the joys of your life, the passion of your life. And again, that's at least how I feel my content. And not because I'm like, oh my gosh, I see this as marketing. Oh my gosh, I see this as branding. Like people, that's at least what people are attracted to me for. Oh, one last thing is don't keep doing like what other people are doing. Right. Like if you go on TikTok too, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do, fam. You're going to go on TikTok and look at what other photographers are doing. And then what are other photographers doing? They're just putting, they're just slapping on a behind the scenes video and they're putting the final photos. And you're going to do that too. I know that's what you're going to do, you guys. So (laughs) do it differently. Like really, truly think about what makes you happy and like the emotions of what you do. It doesn't also have to be just your work. Like, People want to know who you are. Like, talk about enjoying tacos and like how you bought tacos (laughs) for your client and like share that little moment. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I love it. I actually made homemade corn tortillas the other day and I made it into an Instagram story. I was very proud of myself for both of those. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The master. (laughs) Uh, So fun. All right. And oh, one last thing where can people find (laughs) you online? You can find me just David Saw, I believe it should come up on Instagram, David Saw Photo, on TikTok, just David Saw, and then uh, YouTube, David Saw as well. And yeah, I think everything David Saw. Perfect. S U H, if anyone is wondering. S U H. Yeah. Very cool. I wasn't even following you on Instagram. What the heck? I just found you. I'm following you now. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, David. I appreciate you sharing everything with me and with our audience. And um, yeah, just really excited for you. And I hope you just continue to just love what you do and grow more and more in whichever areas you want to grow in. And yeah. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're an amazing interviewer. Oh, thank you. I love it. See, it's probably because I enjoy it. People, you know, it's it's like I really love doing it and I get a lot of compliments on it. And I'm like, huh, it's probably because I like doing it. Yeah. So thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll chat soon. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.